0: Okay, today's staff is Daf kufiud. and Khulim. we're going to start, I don't want to skip the story with Yalta, so we're going to start about ten lines from the bottom. Amrale le Yalta le Rav Nachman. Okay, we're in the middle of a sugya about udders that we talked about a, few, a little while ago. Um, that are unique because they're meat, but they carry inside them milk. Um well on yesterday's daff there was a debate between two Lashonot of Rav whether Rav says, right, the Mishnah had said specifically, hakal Koro, you're supposed to tear it, And you're supposed to tear it so that the blood the milk. not the blood, that's in the next case. The milk comes out. But if you didn't do it, no lot right? There's no problem. So then there's a debate about Rav whether it's Usramiduraban or not to eat the kal that was cooked with its milk. So, right, one Lashon says it's Mutar, and one Lashon says it's Asur. So now we're going to have a story of Yalta. Okay, Yalta was known to be a... She was said to be the daughter of the Reish Galuta, who is a very wealthy, prominent... There's a debate about exactly who her father was. Um, She was married to Rav Nachman, and and she's... Number one, I think because she was wealthy, and number two, she was also knowledgeable. So Rav Nachman and other people had a lot of respect for her, and we're going to see this here. So Amrata Yatala Rav Nachman. Michti called the Asr alam Rahmana Shar Kavate. It's noted that everything that's forbidden, there's something mutar this is sort of a tfisad of its vote. I haven't fully understood exactly what she's trying to get at here. But that there's things that are asr that we can't do. However, if you want to kind of have a taste of what that tastes like, right, there's a way, and they're all, I think all the things she discusses are, um, I would say, things that there's hana'a related to them, a certain pleasure associated with them. Um, and there's something that's mutar kenegdam. So you can sort of have a taste of that. So here she says, Asravandama, you can't eat blood, but Sharavan Kavda, but you can eat the liver, which is mainly full of blood. Nida, Right. Nita's not allowed to sleep with her wife which she's a Nida, But Dam Tohar, there is a time when a woman's bleeding that it's permitted to sleep with her, even though our, nowadays we don't do this anymore. But in the days of the Gemara, there still existed this Dam Tohar, which was the blood after the 7 or 14 days after childbirth, right, some male or female, whatever was born. Um, then there's these 33 or 66 days of Dam Tohar, which is permitted to her husband but can't go to the Beta Macdash, which is why only after the Dam Tohar... <laughs> right, right, exactly. Right, That's a good question. Look, it just means he can have sexual relations with her, which is associated with pleasure, whether specifically you want to do it while she's bleeding, and there's some, I, I don't want to get into that. Um, okay. Um, right? You can't have the but you can eat it from a chaya. Chazir, you can eat, but mocha deshibuta, the brain of a fish, supposed to have the same type of taste as pig. Giruta, which is a type of um, oft, uh, non-kosher bird. Lishne de Kavra, if you have the tongue of a type of fish, that has the same type of taste. Eishet ish, a married woman. Grusha b'chaye ba'ala, we allow a divorced woman even if her husband's still alive. Right? It's interesting to even think that maybe there was, you would have thought that she had already slept with someone else so you can't sleep with her, but no, one, you know, told her husband's no longer alive. Right? There are certain areyok that... You know, you can't while the Araya while the or whatever is still alive. Anyway, mutar. Mm-hmm. you can't sleep with your brother's wife, but yevamah, right? In the case of yibum, dies without children, then your doctor is supposed to sleep with the eishet right? ach. Kutit, non-Jewish woman, ah, torah, there is a case when you go out to war, right, where you can sleep with the yefat she says, but I want to taste. What does it taste like to have basar bachala? There's nothing up against it. You can see now where this is going. So then he says, he says to his chef, okay, go roast her some udder. That she can eat. But didn't we learn kor'o, that you have to tear it? Right now we're going to say, ah. Oh. The whole issue of tearing it is only if you put it in a pot and boil it. But if you are going to put it on the barbecue and and grill it, then the, you don't need to cut it to tear it because the milk will come out that way. But wait, doesn't it say in the in the breita, Okay, that was quoted earlier in the Daf. We brought a Brayta that supported the first lashon of Rav. K'chal she'bishlo bechelvo mutar, kevash asur. Now, what does it sound like? Chal she di di'eved in l'chatchila lo. It sounds like if you already cooked it, it's mutar. But it doesn't sound like l'chatchila, you could go cook it. So how did Rav Nachman go say that you can go cook it? So what are the answer? Hu adin ta'afilu l'chatchila. No, really, that right, it does mean l'chatchila. If you cooked it, it's fine. Ba'ayi de'edekabai'a l'mit'nesefa, ke'va she bishla b'cholba'asur, ta'afilu di'eved nami, nami, Nami lo, in other words, when it wanted to say about the kevah. If you, this was a case where you had, as the udder has milk in it from from natural, right? It, it, that's where it's created. But if you then slaughter an animal that has milk in its stomach because the animal drank from its mother's milk and now it has milk in its stomach, so what's the status of that milk if you cooked the the stomach? It, it sounds like it's the same kind of case, and then they distinguished and they said no because. The milk is actually called milk. At, once it was milk and the animal swallowed it, then it's milk. And then it's basar bachalam. But when it was in the udder, it's not yet called milk until it actually comes out of the udder. So it's right. So it's, it's parv, or it's not right. It doesn't really have the status of milk. And that's, well, again, it's this in between because does it, do you need to or not? And that's the question. Um, that's the debate. Gonna, there's all different opinions about number one, what, what, what did Rab say, Utar Asur, and different. We're going to see some more Gvanim of this. So, anyway, they say since they wanted to say the stomach should be that's even dieved Even be you can't eat milk that was cooked from the, If the stomach had milk in it, you can't even be dieved. Therefore, they wanted to say, right, the stomach that you already cooked in the milk is going to be forbidden. Compare that to the other that you already cooked in milk. That's going to be permitted. But that's even permitted even if you didn't already cook it in milk. Right? It's going to be permitted, I'm sorry, even if, right, it wasn't already cooked, even l'chadchila, it's permitted. It's just they we're comparing it to the stomach case. He's Rabbi rabi Rabbi went up to Eretz, while left Eretz, went to Babel. Eshkacheh He finds ze'eri. Amarle i katana does, is there anybody who says that Rav says that chal that you cooked without tearing is asur? Okay, so um, right. That's what I'm just trying to clarify. That that's exactly the question. I have it right. One second. Um, okay, so let me clarify the question. It's when he got there, he said, "Is there a Tana? Is the Tana here who taught Rav?" The khal, that a khal that was already roasted without, that if you roast it without tearing it, it's going to be forbidden, right? That was one of the Lishonot of Rav. So, le Rav Yitzhak Bar Avudimi. Okay, Rashi says that the banana makom pointed to Rav Yitzhak Bar Avudimi, Okay. But other people say, no, Za'eri pointed, and as he asked zaeri the question. I don't know why Rashi would specifically say the B'nai kong did, but it's either the people around or Zaeri point out Rav Yitzhak Bar Avudimi. Amar so Rav Bar Avudimi says, Anilo lo shaniti lo khal kolikar. Now, I'm not the one who taught him that it's us, sir. V'rav b'k'a matz'ah the How did Rav get to this? he saw people being prudzin, right, not being careful in basr v'chalav, and he made a gadir, meaning that when Rav said it was asr, he didn't really mean it was asr. He just saw a bunch of people that weren't keeping the mitzvot, and because of that, he, they weren't keeping basr v'chalav, because, because of that, he made a for them, it sounds like, and, per, and forbade them from eating the kal, even though really it shouldn't be asr. And Rav Yitzhak Bar Wadimi was... According to this, he was actually Rav's rabbi. So that's as they pointed to him because he was the rabbi of Rav. So they said, oh, he must have been the one who taught him. And he says, no, 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 it wasn't me. Rav came up with this on his own. Let's hear the story. De Rav ikla al It's unclear exactly where this is. He got to a place. Shamala it. By the way, I saw a note in the Scheinzeltz in the Koran that said that um when Rav came from Eretz Israel to Babel, he basically got to a place, in general, he saw that people just were not being makayim mitzvot. You know, because it was all peruts Remember, when Rav gets to Babel, he sets up the first big Midrash there. It wasn't like they were so knowledgeable at that point. So he, he instituted a whole bunch of xerot when he saw that the people weren't really keeping mitzvot. So what is he over here? Okay, classic conversation. Women discussing recipes. He hears a woman saying, lahi itita, a of certain woman, amra la She says to her friend, riva debister, if i have a quarter of a measurement of basar, kama khalva by the How much milk do i need to cook it in? And he says, oh my goodness, right? Amra logamiri de basar Do these people not know that it's us to cook milk and meat? So he basically went farther, right, and said, I'm going to forbid even chal, because if they think they can cook an udder with its own milk, they're going to assume that basr b'chal is mutar, and therefore I'm going to go all the way. And that's... They must have been thrilled. Yes, they must have been very happy. Um, Okay, so first of all, you wonder, right, just because one person... Was doing this? Does it mean everyone was doing it? You, know, you imagine the outsider coming in, hearing this conversation, and assuming it was everybody. Or, you know, could have been everybody. It's just, you don't really know. This is one version of the story. Rav Kahana Mat Okay, this is Rav Kahana's version of the story. But Rabbi Yosef Bar Abba Matne, he had a different version, that when they went to Rabbi Yitzchak Bar he said, When I taught it to him, I taught him that there's a difference between an udder of an animal that's milking, it's nursing its young, and an, and one that's not nursing. Okay, so ana minikasha When you have a minika, an animal that's nursing, so obviously there's a lot more milk in there. So when I forbade it, I was talking about that kind of udder. shana um, shana and because Rabbi Chia was so... Okay, I'm not sure how Rabbi Chia all of a sudden comes in here. In other words, it sounds like Rabbi Yitzhak Baravudimi taught it to Rabbi Chia about a khal And when Rabbi Chia taught it, he was so sharp and, and smart that sometimes when you're very smart, you don't realize that your students don't understand what you mean. You have to spell out and you detail. have to spell out all the details. So he basically taught it. As a kal, a regular utter, assuming everyone would understand from that that he meant the utter of a minikah, but he didn't specify that because it was so obvious to him and he was so you know into his thoughts or whatever it might be, and he didn't spell it out. And from there, Rav misunderstood, and he took it to be any kal is asur. Okay, so there's two versions of whether Rav asured it in a particular place, and that really he doesn't think it's asur in general, or Rav misunderstood. From Rabbi Chia, that really it was just supposed to be call of a Minika. So we now have a few different versions. We have a few different. Does you know? Should it be usher? Should it be, be Mucho Should it be? Should it be bidi, bidi, that, that only a minikah is a problem, but not if it's not another that was nurse That was nurse but yeah. How is it. Yeah. Provide milk anyhow. will always be filled with milk whether they're nursing. I know. I was trying to think about that because aren't cows always? They may have more or less. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I don't
1: know. Right.
0: It you have more maybe if no one's milking them. In mean, other words, we cows think, cows cows think of cows that we're milking them all the time. But maybe milk. if they're not being milked and they're just grazing, they might. They try and, absolutely. Right. They must. I'm sure the processes that we I'm sure we do. Things stimu- to right, we right. We right. stimulate them, yeah, we're yeah. We're sure, na- we're natural. all mammals; we, we don't always have milk, right. right exactly. So I assume it's the same with cows. It's just the one we think of cows are milking all the time because people who own them use them for their milk. But if you're not owned by someone and you're not continually milking them, they probably dry out. So I assume that there would be a difference. Okay. Raven for Yosef, Rav Papi. We have a lot of stories in today's stuff They come to the house of Rav Papi so they bring before him utter. Yosef so he ate it. lo he wasn't willing to eat it. Okay, this is a strange way of greeting him. Ravin the Shakul, Okay, you, you, he, his sons died, so he's you know like an av shakul. the shakul, amai Why aren't you eating? I don't know why he calls him Ravin tichla in this context, but why aren't you eating? He says you should definitely be eating. Why? Michti de bitu de rav pape the wife of rav pape, right? So it's the wife who's doing the cooking. Barte de rabbi yitzchak nafcha She is the daughter of rabbi yitzchak nafcha. rabbi yitzchak nafcha, marry de uveda hava. He's a real big important person. Rashi says zahir b'masim tovim. Okay, he's very careful. Ilav de shmiyali mi nasha lo hava avda. If he hadn't, if, if Rav Papi hadn't heard it come out from his father-in-law's house that it was okay to do, he certainly wouldn't have done it. So basically, he's saying you should rely on the fact there's obviously a heter to be eating this. Now they're going to tell us there were different minhagim. B'sur lo achle kachle, pumpedita achle kachle. Sounds funny, right? Achle kachle. So there were different minhagim about whether you could eat this or not, right? Depending on, right, different l'shonot of Rav and different understandings so there were different minagim that developed okay, so he's, Rami Bar Tamari Hava Rami Bar Dikule Rami Bartamari, Tamari Tamar is a deckel tree right? so some people called it he's the same as Rami Bar in Menachot he's quoted and he's actually it says he's the um, what does it say there he's the father the uh, Hamua he's the father-in-law the son-in-law of Rami Bar something like that or some relative of Rami Bar not that he was actually the same person but either which way um, he was Mipumpadita, and right where they ate the calf, and ikla l'sura. He gets to sura b'male yom Yomadikipure. Okay, we've seen stories recently about erev yom kippur, right? Shows up on erev yom kippur to the town. Afkinu kule amale Everybody got, you know, they were. Remember everybody ate a lot of meat that day? So when it came to the udders, they took all their udders and they threw them out. Shadinu, okay? So Akkinu, they removed the udders from the animals. Shadinu, and they threw them in the garbage. Azal he went, naktinu achlinu, he gathered up all the udders and he ate them. Okay, because he ate udders, right? Aitua oh, lekamei They take this guy that comes from the outside, right? They bring him in front of Raphista Amarle. Amay Tavid Hachis. He says to him, "Why did you do this?" Amar le me'atra to Rabbi Ana da Achil. I'm from the city of Rabbi Yehuda. We eat others. Amar le v'leit lath nortzni malap chumra m'akom shiatsamisham v'chumra m'akom shalach l'sham. But don't you know that when you go to a new city, you're supposed to take on the chumro of that city? Amar le chutz l'tumah chal He says, "I was outside the tomb when I ate it, and as I made sure not to be in the city." Right? Technically, right? I can avoid doing this. I'm, I'm outside the city. So, if you were outside the city, what did you cook it with? A marley. I took grape, uh, the dregs of the grapes and I used that to, to cook it. So Rachista says to him, but maybe the, the grapes, you, the, the grape dregs, the grape pits that you took were from Ye Nesech. Maybe they were forbidden. They were clearly 12 months old. Okay, how does he know that? Because they um, they grew asavim, uh, Rashi says, I think, or somewhere it says. Oh, no, that's going to come up after, I think. Um, they're considered dry after 12 months. Right, they were, they were very dry. And once they're dry after 12 months, the yein nesech, um, what do you say? Pag tokef, you know, it, it expires. The iser expires, they're dry now. They're not... You know, they're clearly, they were not, they were not worthy of anything. V'dilma de but maybe you stole them, maybe they belonged to someone. Amar it was clear, ah, this is where, de they had already grown weeds, weeds were growing out of them, or something was growing out of them, and therefore it was clear, no one was coming back to them. Chazie, okay, so he, he basically, you can see well, Rafis is giving a really hard time about having cooked this kal, but he's basically, he, he maxed out of his questions on that topic. So he moves on to a different topic. have a amanach tefillin. He saw that he wasn't wearing tefillin. Amarle, my time a manach Why aren't you wearing tefillin? Amarle, chole me He says, I'm sick, I have a certain sickness that your putcher from wearing tefillin. And then he quotes again with this refrain. He's always going back to Rav Yehuda, who's the rabbi of where he's from. He says, Okay. He sees not wearing tzitzit. Why don't you have tzitzit? My talit is borrowed. And And what does Rav Yehuda say? Yeah. Okay, if you borrow a tzi, uh, talit for, I guess it means for less than 30 days, if you're borrowing it, right? That's a, if you're borrowing it for less than 30 days, then you're patur from tzitzit. Okay, so he's now really maxed out on all the questions. He has nothing left to ask him. I think Raph Liste at this point is a little humiliated, right? Because he's been trying to catch him on something and he can't catch him on anything. Adahachi, in the meanwhile, right, you feel like you're in a comic strip. In the meanwhile, They bring into the court of Rokhista a person who wasn't being mechabed Kaftuhu. They tie him up as if they're going to give him lashes for not keeping the mitzvah of kiburah v'ein. Right, interesting. You ever think about that? that right, Rashi says, Okay, Basically, they time on the Samud. That's how they would do the Malchot, if you remember. We've seen this in the past. And, and this is while everybody else is eating Sudam of yeah. Sekhet. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> like they have all the time to do this on Erev Yom Kippur. Yes. Um, you, know, you wonder, maybe because it was Erev Yom Kippur, they were trying, they were trying to, to make an example of, of certain it's things. I mean, harsh. yeah, it's pretty harsh. Um, we're going to talk about this in a minute. About Is this really what we do? Do we really... Kofin a mitzvah kibura ba'im. What's the problem with this? Kiburabaim is a mitzvah of ase. So if someone wasn't keeping kibura baim, it means they were mavatel and ase. Usually we don't give malkut for that. But it seems from here like you would. So um Amar lehu, so now, okay, after maybe after he already, you know, Krista was being totally humiliated by um by, why did I just forget Bye. his name? Bye. Rami Bardikule or Rami Bartamare. So he gets up and he says, Wait, I have something to say about this. Amar lehu, Shafkuhu, leave him. Don't give him lashes for this. Why? Ditanya says in a brighter, right here, he's not, no longer quoting from Rav Yehuda, he's quoting from a Breita, okay? Like you should have known this. Call, like, it's one thing to say Rabbi Yehuda says this. Maybe, in other words, there were a few things. Number one, maybe Rabbi Chishta didn't know that Rabbi Yehuda said Talich Ula is Petrovonet and Kolem Ayim is Petrovonet Kulin. Or Rabbi just didn't understand Rabbi, did, um, Rabbi Bardikuli's situation. Right? In other words, he didn't know he was Kolem Ayim. He didn't. Right? How is he supposed to know that? He didn't know it was a Talich And These are all things he wouldn't necessarily notice. Anyway, we're going to go back to that soon. We'll talk about that. But now he says, Kol meaning if the Torah spells out what the reward is, or the Torah of Kibbutz says, right? So since the Torah spells it out, so aim um, beitin matamuz aleha. That means that God is taking care of that mitzvah, and the beitin shal mata have no rights to get involved. Okay, which means you can't be kofet on mitzvah kiburah ve'em. So what um, we're going to go on the story, then we're going to come back. Amarle. So now Rav says to him, almost like I'm defeated. Say, see, you're very sharp. Amarle ihabit baatre Rav Yehuda If you would see me in my own home turf. You'd even see how much smarter I am. Okay, That's this nice. is right. <laughs> He's basically saying you don't. You haven't even seen the half of it, right? I'm yeah. I'm much more chareif than this. Okay, what do we do with this story? So there's a whole bunch of interesting elements. Number one, first lesson is don't judge someone, right? In other words, first of all, if you look at the story, the Marashah points this out. It's kind of obvious. Obviously, this person was a kind of a nebuch person, really. In he had cholemei ayn he was borrowing clothing, he, right, he was poor, he was on Eruv Yom Kippur, he was collecting all the garbage that everybody threw and was gathering it up and ate outside the city. You know, it's, it's a little bit of a sad story, and yet is kind of picking on him and saying, you're almost like is picking on this child who's not doing Kibbutz aim I don't know if he was a child or not, he could have been older, but sort of, you know, making an example out of him. And and Rami Berkouwer is saying like you don't know what's going on, you, know, you don't know how smart I am, you don't know my life, you don't know my struggles, you don't know, right, you don't know anything. And who are you to presume? Like even at the end, he finally realizes, okay, I see you're a really smart guy. And Rami Berkouwer is saying you don't even know anything. Like you don't even know how smart I am. I'm really much smarter than this. In other words, don't judge a person. Number one somebody comes from a different city, treat him with a little kavod and respect and and realize that you don't know anything about them. And I always think it's funny when you walk in somewhere and let's say, I don't know, just by example. So I have five kids and, you know, you walk into a situation, there's a lot of situations where I'm just with one of my kids, you know, and you wonder, people like might view me like, they might think this is my only kid. They might think, you know, just you see someone at, in a very small box, you know, and you see one particular aspect of them, you have no idea what's going on in their lives, what anything about them. So, and what you see, you know, you think, oh, yeah, that's what I see, that's what it is. But you have to be very careful because you obviously don't see what what's really going on in, in anybody's life, even when you think you do see. Um, so, that's one thing. This issue about being kofin, Mitzvah uh, Kibar is very interesting. The Sefer the Chinook says that um, he talks about, he always says, it's no Hegab, Chomakom, Cholzman, right? He talks about every Mitzvah where it's no Heg. Okay, okay. we won't get into that. Very strong. He says if you don't do kibaravaim, it's like you're estranging yourself from God. And if the beitin has koch, kofinoto. So the Chinuch says, where does, he, you know, where does he get this from? He says, look at the... He quotes from the Mishneh HaMelech, who says, HaMavu'ar Bechulin, on our daft Dal Kibur HaVe'em, Kofin, DeMitzvah HaSeish, Maschan So it's very interesting. The Chinuch sides with the Pista in this story. Now we look at the Gemara, and it sounds like the bottom line is this Brita, huh? right, but there's a bit of a debate among the Poskim whether we hold, actually, that you can be Kofin or not. There's another interesting point he brought up, which I just thought was really interesting. He talks about um, this is not really connected, but since I was looking at the Minchas Chinuch, he says. Um, so uh, the Sefer Chinuch also says it's a mitzvah to say, or I think this from the Chinuch, no, that shevet Torah linyan shuvah de shuvah mechaper. Right? No, he just quotes this. Sorry, the Minchas Chinuch just says it's a mitzvah to say um mitzvah shevet Torah linyan shuvah de shuvah mechaperet. When um, we come, a commandi mesupak. Because he says in the Ramah HaMuch it says, So if you don't do the Mitzvah of Kibbutv, do you have to appease your parents? So you would think, right? It's a Mitzvah of Adam you have to appease your parents. So the reason I'm bringing this is because I just read how So what does he say here? He says that the Mitzvah of Kibbutv, he suggests, is potentially different. Why? Because he says that in the mitzvah of kibrava aim, and I don't know where he gets this distinction, De acher v'kam mitzvah when it comes to any other person relating to your, like, let's say, my father or mother, any other person, they're just commanded not to, let's say, torture you know, or bother, you know, do bad things. But no one else is commanded to respect my parents. So therefore, since it's a mitzvah that's unique to me, he claims that maybe takes it out of the category of ben adam l'chavero, and it becomes a, a category of ben adam makom. And he claims that maybe, em rak mitzvah makom velo ben adam Because ben adam is only something that shaveh choladam. But here it's only, or, or I guess, your relationship to any other person. It's, it's your specific relationship to your parents versus your relationship to any other person. You have something extra, which means that it becomes, it's something more on a ben adam makom level. Interesting. Uh, I don't know where exactly where he gets that from. Um, so he suggests that he then he says, or maybe since Hashem mitvarech si vazon mitzvah ben adam lachaveru, maybe it is ben adam lachaveru, and you have to be mirat, say your parents. So he has this chiluk about whether in order to get shuvan yom kipurim, if you don't do kibud avayim, do you have to actually ask for, for from your parents, or is it just between you and God? It's an interesting. Uh, you know, and it connects with, I think, the idea that keep it off aim is really, you know, who created you and it's connected to the God created you and that they're all part of you. Anyway, a nice aside. Okay. Um, back to our suya. Okay, so that was an interesting story that just makes you think about how to view other people and how to, you know, how to not not be judgmental. Amrale Abaya Safra. Kisalik Lahatam. Um, so abayi says to Rav Safra, when you go to Eretz Yisrael, minayu, go ask them, Kavda ma'atun be, Okay, Kaved, what's the story with Kaved? Can you cook Kaved? Now what's the issue? If you take liver and it's full of blood, so the assumption is when you cook it, what will happen, you cook it in a pot, the blood will come out and it will get into, right, it might get back absorbed into the liver. So in, in essence, by cooking it, you basically remove the blood but then the blood will get back absorbed. So. Ki salak lahatam. Um, so when he got there, uh, sorry, ki salik eshkechel Reb Zreika. So he finds Reb Zreika. One second, I just want to right. Right, salik is ole. Right. So when he went to Eretz Yisrael, he saw Rav Zera. Uh, sorry, Zrika, and he says, Amar le ana shalkele le Rabbi Ami va'achil. I cooked it up for Rabbi Ami, and he ate it. Okay, it didn't have a problem. Ki ata le Amarle, so when he then gets back to him, when he gets back to Abaye with his answer, and he says, oh, listen, right, the story sounds like it takes place in overdone time, but basically he went from Babel to Eretz, from Babel back, from Eretz back to Babel, and he brings him the answer, and he says, yes, you can cook it. So, Amar Le, Abai says to him, I wasn't asking about the kavet itself. I understand the liver itself, it's going to spit out blood, and because it's cooking, it's not going to reabsorb the blood back in because it's cooking up, just like we saw with the boiling milk, right? That it can't reabsorb the milk, that right? the milk goes into the meat, and then it goes back into the boiling pot. So, while the liver is cooking, I understand it's not going to go back in, right? The liver, the blood's going to go out, it's not going to come back in. But, kikame baile, le mesar chaverte. But what I wanted to ask, okay, maybe this is like earlier when Rabbi wasn't clear about what he was teaching you. If I, unfortunately, was not so clear about his question, and because he wasn't clear about his question, after all this time of him going to Israel, getting the answer, bringing it back, he didn't even get the answer to his question. He says, what I wanted to know is if you're cooking liver in a pot with something else, will the liver, the blood from the liver, get absorbed into the other, what you're cooking, and then forbid that? So he says... What's the difference about osering itself? You don't need to ask. There's a Mishnah where it says it's not forbidden. In other words, the, the Mishnah says, okay, it's a Mishnah in true mode. It says the Kaved is oseret ve'ena ne'eseret. It forbids, right, but doesn't become forbidden itself. So there, mipneshi poletet ve'ena bolat. So he says, basically, based on that Mishnah, you shouldn't be asking the question. Obviously, what it means is, the kavet itself is not forbidden, but anything with it, it forbids, basically. So you can't cook it up with anything. Luckily, he didn't have to go back to Eretz to get that answer, right? So then he says, no, that's not a good answer. Amarle dil mahata bikavda isura." umishum sham nunita. Why did you assume that Mishnah was talking about the blood of the the liver that we were talking about? No. That's talking about a kaved that's a trefa, let's say. Okay? It's a forbidden kaved. It's a part of right, a kaved that is not kosher for some reason, right? Either maybe from a non-kosher animal or the animal was a trefa, and you're cooking that with something else. And because of the shamnunita, because it's so fatty, therefore we're concerned that it's going to um, It's going to forbid what it's being cooked with, right there. The assumption would be... um, Why specifically... Why wouldn't it be obvious that it's going to oscar things? But I guess that's what the Mishnah is saying. It's oseret, anything else, because of the fat that's coming out of it. Um, But that if it were just a regular ripe of a Mishum Dhamma, right... But my question is, what about the blood? Now, you can't use that mission as proof, because that mission could just be talking about a forbidding kaved and not necessarily a regular kaved that's just full of blood. So, he still has to go back to Eretz Israel to get a better answer. salik. When he went the next time, he finds Rabbi Zerika, so he asks him the question, and Rabbi Zreika says to him, Da'ana v'nai b'reid Rabbi Ami, so he says, this also isn't a question because I was, right, what's this, um. Right, um, oh, sorry, Vayanai, that's why, okay. Ani Vayanai, and me and Yanai, the son of Rabbi Ami, happened to be in the house of Yehuda Bereid Roshim and they brought him the the um, the trachea with all the parts attached with uh, it had the the heart and the lung and the liver that were all cooked together vachalna and they ate them so what do you see we're obviously not worried about the blood getting into the other pieces because they ate this this was all together and it was cooked must have been cooked together well must have been however Ashi, so now, later, Rav comes and questions this answer. of Ravishwami Zrokinya, maybe he was the one who questioned it. I was thinking Z- Zrika and Zrukinya sound familiar, almost like it's, a uh, play on words here. V'dil ma pi kane chutz Okay, there's a few different interpretations, but it could be that they had the, the windpipe kind of hanging out of the pot, which meant that the blood had where to go. If the blood, and then when the blood got cooked up, it, it kind of, right, imagine it's like a... A drain pipe. Uh, shoot, right, a drain pipe. So it kind of went through there, if it had somewhere to go, then it would be allowed, but that doesn't mean it's allowed in general. Inami, alternatively, michlat lemi ikara. Maybe it, they had taken the liver and they had soaked it in vinegar originally. Okay, and if they soaked it in vinegar before, that array, they'd taken the blood out of the liver in that case. So you can't just learn it from one case. This is just like we had earlier. You, you look at something, you can't just assume if I see this, that means I can do whatever I want, right? It's also, you know, it's interesting. I, now I'm connecting all of it because really what we started with the story of Rav, who was because he heard that conversation of those women talking about the milk and the, and the meat. You, know, you have to be careful when you see. Kind of half a conversation. Maybe they were even talking about something else, you know, and he misunderstood. You have to be very careful when you're coming from the outside. That was another case where rub came from somewhere else and he came from the outside and he saw a situation and assumed he knew what he was talking about. So, a lot of that today in all different directions, um, all different, you know, situations. But don't we? Yeah. I mean, this is basically irrelevant because today we can only grill livers, right? we salt them and we grill them we can't cook them in a pot until they've been right right we do I mean right we them. that you have to grill you have to take yeah. out the blood yes this is the debate and it comes to the, the halacha comes out of here so now they say so they were just like we know the I'm just going on a little more so we could kind of finish this study. there's two ways you could do it either in vinegar or in boiling water and Rapapa said in front of Rava, the chala asir, okay, he said, the vinegar itself is forbidden, because the vinegar now has the blood mixed up in it. So Amrale, so this is what Papa said before Rava, but Rava said to him, no, no, can't possibly be. If you're going to say that the vinegar absorbs the blood, and now the vinegar is forbidden, then for that, with, I would take that further and then say the liver itself would be forbidden because if, the, if again, what happens? It's poleit and then it's boleah. So if you leave it soaked in vinegar for a while and you still say that the blood is there, what will happen? The blood will go into the vinegar and eventually it'll get absorbed back into the liver. You can't say in this case, oh, well, it was boiling because it wasn't boiling, right? And while it's cooking, it can't absorb. So he says, uh, so kihechi hechi palit hadar bala. Okay, so therefore, he claims that what happens is the vinegar kind of destroys, the takes out all the potency of the blood, and it's no longer considered blood. And therefore, even the vinegar is permitted, if you wanted to eat the vinegar. <laughs> or, I guess, use it for something else. I can't, I can't imagine you want to do that, but it <laughs> doesn't exactly appeal to me. But anyway, so that's the end of today's <coughs> stuff. Um, you know, a little further into tomorrow's, but... Anyway, all these interesting stories, situations. My mm-hmm. family is really useful. This is why I'm a vegetarian. <laughs>